Hey friends, welcome to Pointing Toward Hope. I'm Wendy Bertinoli, and I'm so thrilled you found the podcast. Each week we have conversations about overcoming trials and adversity through faith, hope, and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because with God, all things are possible. We keep it real by sharing personal stories from myself and others who have overcome the various trials of life. From healthy mental tips to spiritual inspiration through our Savior Jesus Christ, we cover it all. Today we are talking about light. And boy oh boy, don't we all need a little light in our life these days. The past couple of months have been super challenging. I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way. And it's ironic, really, because back in February, before all of the craziness started, I felt better physically, mentally, and emotionally than I had in a very, very long time. I felt stronger. I felt more equipped to fight off the adversary. I was more confident after struggling for so long to regain what I felt being diagnosed bipolar had taken away from me. You know, I had the courage to face the challenges that would come my way, but little did I know what myself and others, all of you, would be facing over the next several months. Boy, life sure has a way of throwing curveballs at us, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if there's anything that could have prepared us for what we've all been through over this past several months. And on top of the many circumstances that each of us have faced together, many of you have had to face normal day-to-day challenges and inevitable trials that unexpectedly have come your way, um, such as death or illness or, you know, other unexpected things that just happened to come during this time as well. And so you are having to deal with that on top of everything else that we have all been struggling with. Well, as I have been struggling, I have been searching for ways to kind of pull myself out of this funk that I've been in to find the light again. Sometimes I feel like in this ever darkening wicked world of ours, it gets harder and harder to find the light And I feel like, or at least I do, I start asking questions such as, who am I? Where am I going? What is my mission? Do I even have a mission? Do I matter? What is my purpose in this life? And those are just a few of the questions that I think we all ask ourselves in times of darkness such as these or when we are really struggling to find the light, the light of Christ, the light within ourselves, the light of others. So I guess what I'm asking is, how do we answer the tough questions? How do we find the light? Well, I have a few ideas. And, you know, as I was pondering these questions, especially the last couple of weeks, God came through with something that I needed, and I figure if it's something that I needed, maybe you need it too. So here's the message that I have for you today. 
And I think it's really important for me to point out that this just didn't happen all of a sudden. I have been praying for days to feel better and regain the strength and the faith and the courage that I had just a few short months ago. And, you know, I've been um, on my knees and asking those hard questions. And as I've mentioned many times, we can't just wait for it. We have to look for it and ask for it. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And so I thought, you know, maybe I would just put that to the test. I know I've done it many times, but this time I just felt this urgency. And it's such a great promise from the Lord. And one thing I've learned is that the Lord will never, ever let us down. And so I asked him, where do I find the light? And as I was asking that question, I realized, well, that's exactly what you're doing. You look to the light for answers, the light of Christ. In John 8, 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of Christ. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is the ultimate example of light and hope. He is the giver of light, the light of the world. So merely by looking to Him and asking for Him for help will bring a measure of light that can't be found elsewhere in the world. And I don't know about you, but that is so reassuring to me. He is our exemplar and our strength. He is the light in the darkness. From the words of the Psalm 27.1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When we choose to follow Him and make Him the center of our lives, we are choosing to become like Him. Our fears will be replaced with courage and we'll have a desire to reflect that light in our own lives. And I'll talk a little bit more about reflection in just a little bit. But in a talk given in October of 2015 by President Thomas S. Monson, he says, To each of you I say that you are a son or daughter of our Heavenly Father. You have come from His presence to live on this earth for a season, to reflect the Savior's teachings, and bravely let your light shine for all to see. So, first of all, it's important to remember that we look to Christ to find that light. But upon reading that, I immediately thought of a quote um, that I used to repeat over and over when I was practicing daily affirmations, which now that I think about it is probably a practice I should return to. <laughs> it can be so helpful. In fact, I just got thinking, maybe I will make up some cards with some positive affirmations and 
um, put them out in a PDF. And if you're interested in something like that, be sure to message me on Facebook or um, on Instagram at Wendy Bertinoli. I would love to send those out to you. And I, I just believe so strongly in positive affirmations. But anyway, this particular affirmation or quote says, there are two ways of spreading light to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. So how do we find the light again? The way is simple. We can find our light again by looking to the Savior for guidance and peace and by following the path that he marked for us. President Monson goes on to say, life is perfect for none of us. And at times the challenges and difficulties we face may become overwhelming, causing our light to dim. However, with help from our Heavenly Father, coupled with the support from others, we can regain that light, which will illuminate our own path once again and provide the light others may need. So then I thought about the mirror reflection and I was reminded of a scripture from the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And then in 1 Timothy 4, 12, be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So in essence, we draw our strength or our light from the Savior and then reflect that light to those around us. And you know, the crazy thing about that is that when we do that, the light comes back to us. It's like a boomerang effect. The more you throw out light, love, peace, kindness, the more you are filled with it yourself. I have thought about this phenomenon and also of the opposite, which would come from the adversary. Satan would have us remain in isolation, loneliness and darkness questioning ourselves and what our purpose is. He would love nothing more than to have us succumb to depression, anger, bitterness. But that's not who we were meant to be. That's not who we were created to be. We were created to be lovers of light, lovers of the light, our Savior, who completed the ultimate sacrifice for us, who suffered for all the hurt, and the pain and the loneliness and the despair that we feel. We were created to be givers of light. Our purpose, in my opinion, is unquestionable. Our purpose as believers of our Savior is to bring that light of Christ to others, to help them draw nearer to the Savior. That's it. That's our purpose. Now our mission or our calling is a little bit different than that. And so we can talk about that at another time. But our purpose is to remember that there are two ways of spreading that light, the light of Christ, to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. And that's that boomerang effect that I was talking about. We can be the light to others, but we can also reflect 
that light that is given to us through others' light. It's so cool, I think, how that works. Whatever you send out into the world, be it love, kindness, peace, it's going to bounce back to you. Unfortunately, the boomerang effect can work in the opposite way as well concerning wickedness or evil or darkness. If we dish out negativity, ill will, anger, contention, bitterness, that's what we get back. I'm sure you've all heard that saying, you get what you are looking for. That's not God's way. There's only one place that all of that comes from, and that is Satan. And he would have us believe that evil is good and good is evil. Isaiah warns of this when he says in Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. But I, I really don't want to dwell on that because it truly is not God's way. President Monson went on to say, Each of us came to earth having been given the light of Christ. As we follow the example of the Savior and live as He lived and as He taught, that light will burn within us and will light the way for others. So I'm going to get just a little bit vulnerable here and tell you an experience about how letting your light shine affected me in such a big, big way. When I went through my divorce 10 years ago, I really struggled. It was a difficult time trying to figure out what, what to do, where to go next. And I'm not going to lie, I was pretty bitter. I had friends that I felt abandoned me when I needed them most, but I still tried really hard not to let that influence my decisions. But to be honest, um, it, it did shake my faith. It was one of the reasons that I walked away from my church. I felt that if that was the way members of my faith acted when someone needed them most, then that wasn't something I wanted to be a part of. I felt that the people in the church should be that reflection of what we preached about every week of our Savior. And in, in every church, it should be that way. And I knew that my Savior would never treat me that way. I moved out of the area pretty quickly and subsequently went to a different building of the same faith. And I was welcomed there, but I still felt that touch of judgment when people learned of my divorce. I was still healing, I was still broken, but I kept going because I knew my Savior didn't feel that way about me. And I tried so hard to stay close to my Savior, but it got harder and harder as I felt more and more ostracized. Looking back, it wasn't so much their fault as it was mine. I could have been more forgiving of the way that I was treated but I was hurting. And sometimes when people are hurting, they don't always look at things in a logical way. And I think that's really important to understand when you are trying to be inclusive to someone who is hurting. You have to understand that they have a different perspective than they've ever had before and they're struggling with that. 
Anyway, when I moved to Nashville in 2012, there was a certain woman who truly stood out as a light for me from the Savior. She lived in my neighborhood and she was the only member in my neighborhood. And every time that I did go to church, which I'll be honest, it wasn't that often, but she made sure that I knew that she knew that I was there. She reached out and tried to find things in common. She was a lifeline, making a mark on my life that literally saved it when the time came. When I went through my health problems, she was the one that I knew I could reach out to. She was the one that I knew, no matter what she was doing, would drop everything to come to my rescue. And she did. When I suffered my two back-to-back -back times in the hospital, she was there to help me pick up the pieces. She probably didn't even know how much her small acts of kindness changed my heart. Many, many times I remember her being so friendly and kind and doing her best to make me feel welcome and loved. She was such a light in my life when I really, really needed it. Now, looking back, I can't blame those friends for not reaching out. Sometimes we encounter awkward situations where we just don't know how to respond or what to do. But what I have learned through this experience is that it doesn't really matter how small your gesture, a phone call, even if it's a message that you left on voicemail, because sometimes when we're feeling hurt, we don't even want to pick up the phone. You know, a text, a smile, a hug, all of that can go a very long way when someone is going through something difficult and just needs to see a tiny sliver of light. I can speak from experience when I say it's not an easy process to find your way back to the light. It's a struggle and it takes time and healing and trust and you have to look to the Savior. It takes time, it ta takes faith, it takes healing, but I promise you, I can promise you that if you can do that, if you will put your trust in Him, He will bring the light back into your life again. Don't give up. Don't give in. There's always a way. As your faith in Jesus Christ grows and you glean from His example, the light can't help but shine through you. You will be able to not only help yourself, but others who labor and are heavy laden to find rest in Him and to find peace. And especially to find that light in themselves again, because oftentimes that's where the real struggle is. So turn to the Savior, find your light again, and then ask yourself, what kind of mark will I make in the lives of those around me? What kind of light will I hold up? What kind of reflection will I be? Put some real thought into those questions. Journal about them. Write down your journey towards finding your light. And then remember all of this as we approach the season. We're just coming upon it. Thanksgiving, Christmas, when we remember how grateful we are for everything that the Lord has given us, where we remember the birth of our Savior, and also when we come upon a new year and take time to reevaluate our lives and our priorities, and boy, oh boy, do we all need to just 
start a new year. What kinds of changes can you make that will help you to rekindle that light in yourself? And then how can you use that as a boomerang effect so you continue receiving more light? Because I promise you again, if you can do that, you will have an endless supply of light in your lamp when the time comes that you really need it. And you will have ample to share with others along the way. I am so happy that you came and listened to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, I would encourage you to share it with a friend and tag me. I would love to give you a shout out. And if you or someone you know has a story to share that would help uplift and support others through their trials, please contact me at pointingtowardhope.com or on Instagram at Wendy Bertinoli. I would love to share how you have found peace, hope, and joy through faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you wouldn't mind taking a few quick seconds to jump over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be so great. This is a new show and those reviews help people find the show and it would mean the world to me. And I really appreciate your support. And while you're there, be sure to click on subscribe. Subscribing is the best way to be sure you never miss an episode. I hope you have a great week, my friends, and I will see you all again next week. And look for those ways that you can spread light.